Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. and eat it up. Receive the love that he has for you. It's so intense. It's something so unimaginable to us, unfathomable to us. Like we have a glimpse of what love is, but man, he is love. (sighs) Know that you're loved today. Amen. We're going to start off with a scripture this morning. I do believe the Lord has given me a word for us for this moment, this right here, right now, if you are sitting in the seat or if you're watching us, I don't even like to say watching us, if you're worshiping with us from home, because this isn't a show that we're putting on. I know you might be watching on your TV, but this is not a TV show that we're putting on this morning. This is a worship service. So those of you that are worshiping with us today, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 9, probably something that's been ingrained in us for a long, long time, any of us that have been in church for any amount of time. By the way, I am Pastor Jenny, and I'm so glad and honored and privileged to be bringing the word this morning. Galatians 6, 9, it says this, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap, and here's an important part, if we do not lose heart. The title of today's message is Don't Be Heartless. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your word, God. It's your word that gives us life. It's your word that challenges us. It's your word that changes us, God. God, and we don't want to leave here the same way that we walked in this morning. Some of us are feeling a little weary in well-doing, God, and we just pray that your word would help us to push past the weariness, God, and be faithful the way that you've been faithful to us, God. Thank you for enlightening us, God. Thank you for illuminating your word in us, God. God, thank you that we not just be hearers today of your word, but we leave this place doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And I'm just wondering this morning, if I have any brave and honest individuals in this house today that can admit, especially during this like last about year or so, and everything that we've been going through with the worldwide pandemic and all the other stuff that goes along with it, that we've gotten a little weary. Are there any tired people in the house this morning? Can we talk about it for a moment? Can we have a little honesty in the church today? It gets a little weary wearing a mask everywhere, okay? I'm just going to say it. I don't, you know, everybody has a different position on it, and that's fine to have, but I get tired of wearing a mask everywhere, especially in my church. When I want to see the smiling faces of my church family, I get tired. I'm weary of it. I'm weary of social distancing, okay? I'm weary of just the word itself or the words themselves. I I could go my entire rest of my life without ever hearing the word social distancing again. Anybody weary of distance learning? Do I have any parents in the house this morning? Right. Any teachers in the house weary of distance learning? 
weary of all the things, weary of every time I have to clear my throat, weary and concerned that it might be coronavirus or I hear someone else coughing and, and immediately thinking, I got to step away, wash your hands, whatever. I'm weary of it all. I'm weary of looking at the same four walls in my house every day because I eat there, I sleep there, I work there, I play with my kid there, I, everything goes on inside my house and I'm looking at the same walls every single day. I'm tired. Am I the only one? Thank you. I feel a little bit better. I'm weary of not being able to go into, inside a restaurant and sit down at a table and have a server come to you and bring you your food. Like, I get it. These are first world problems, but I'm weary of not having the ability to go and the freedom to go and do that and enjoy that with my family. Some of us are weary of not being able to go out and earn the same kind of paycheck that we used to earn. Some of us are weary of, you know, all the things that are involved. We've lost jobs, we've lost businesses, we've lost a lot of things, and we're tired. When I first got saved, it's going to be 32 years ago, you guys. I know it's hard to believe. Yes, I came out of the womb saved, okay? Yeah. (laughs) But in March, March is a big month. I started really just thinking about it this morning. March is a big month for me because a lot of big milestones happened in the month of March. The main one being I gave my heart to Jesus at 14 years old in a little church on the corner of Berkeley and Main Street in Roseville, California. 14-year-old, shy little girl. Call myself a little girl, but I was 14. Gave my heart to Jesus that day on March 5th, 1989. Now you guys can probably figure out how old I am if you can do the math. But so that was March 5th. March March 5th when I was 32 years old is when I had my first heart-saving or life-saving heart uh, procedure done to save my life. Found out I had a heart condition at 32 years old. And on March 5th, I'd have to do the math. I don't remember what year it was. 2000-something. I, God saved my life again. Saved my life at 14 years old. Saved my life again at 32 years old. On March 26th, I know that's Ivy's birthday, and I remember that night well because Raquel, I know you guys all know that she's super mom already, right? But this is what Raquel, I don't remember how old Ivy was turning at that that age or at that time, but he was still a kid, and she was busy at home getting ready for his Godzilla birthday party the next day. Do you remember Godzilla? Do you remember the paper paper mache Godzilla? Yes. Yes. Life-size. That's... I mean, I know we all thought she was a great mom before, but like the fact that she spent days, probably weeks of time building that paper mache Godzilla just for her son's, for like two hours of time on a Saturday afternoon for her son. And I remember that night because the night before is the first, March 26th is when I met this man right here in the month of March. Do you remember that it was March? He's looking at me crazy like... That's because women remember dates, okay? We remember. (laughs) And it was easy to remember because of Godzilla. I'll always have a fondness for Godzilla because it reminds me of, because as soon as we left that that restaurant that night, I went over to Raquel's house to talk about it. And um, so that happened in March. Imani's birthday is in March. 
Yeah, so she's about to turn six years old, you guys. It goes fast. Why do the days seem so long and the years go by so fast? It's crazy. But also in March was when we first met Imani three years ago. So she had just turned three years old and a couple days or weeks after that, we met her in the month of March. So March is a big month for us. Why I'm telling you that, I'm not really sure, but I'm just trying to get comfortable up here, okay, because I just want us to have a conversation this morning. I want you to know a little bit about me, and if you want to celebrate the month of March with me, I mean, I feel like in this day of pandemics and civil unrest and all the craziness happening in the world, we need some things to celebrate, amen? We need some things to get excited about and celebrate. Oh, I know why I said it, actually. Because when I first got saved in March of 1989, one of the first things I did, someone gave me this little box of promises, and you would open it up, and each day you could pull out, or each week, however you wanted to do it, uh, a little piece of cardstock, and it would have a scripture on it. And I made the decision, I made the choice at 14 years old that each week I was going to memorize one of those scriptures. I was going to pull one out each week and focus on it. And the first one I ever pulled out of that box was Galatians 6.9. And I used to go around quoting that thing all the time. You know what I mean? Don't be weary and well-doing, for in due season you'll reap a harvest. And that's exactly how I would quote it. I don't know if that little card had left off the last part of the verse, or if just somewhere along the line I left out the heart part. But I, I memorized that scripture without the last part, because if you look at it again, it says, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap a harvest if we do not lose heart. And everything in God's word is there for a reason. Every bit of it is important. And for some reason, either I just thought that if you don't lose heart part was not important or somebody else who wrote it on the little piece of paper didn't think it was important or I just forgot somewhere along the line. But I want to remind you this morning to not lose heart, okay? We're not going to be heart, walking around heartless. How many of you are uh, familiar with the movie or the story of the Wizard of Oz. Who was the character without the heart? The Tin Man. Like he was alive, they oiled him up, he came alive, but he was not living. He knew something was missing. Life was just not right, because he didn't have a heart. If I only had a heart. What does it mean to you when you hear someone say that they lost, they just lost heart? I wanna read it in the Amplified because it goes, gives us a little more details. And I don't know if you ladies are like me. I like a lot of details. <sighs> I know Donald. You, I know. He doesn't like the long text messages, right? Or the, especially if it's a group text going around. Yeah, okay. I see all you men out there like, yes, yes. Okay, but we, us women like details. And a woman is before you this morning, so you're going to hear some details. Galatians 6, 9 in the Amplified, it says, and let us not lose heart and grow weary. I like in the Amplified that they put it first, don't lose heart so you won't grow weary, okay? And faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and in the appointed season, that's the part that's hard. Because like we want it now. But in due time, at the appointed season, there is an appointed season for you, okay? If you've been waiting, if you've been diligent, if you've been sowing, and doing good, there is an appointed season. Even the farmer knows it, right? He plants the seed, and it doesn't immediately spring up. 
even after you water it the first time and the second time and the third time. But you got to keep doing it or you're going to have a crop failure. I grew up in Iowa. Okay, I know a lot about farming. But... And grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right for in due, due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. I like it because it puts losing heart before growing weary. And I believe that there's a lot of us walking around this morning weary because somewhere along the way we lost our heart. Come on. We're like the tin man walking around like I know this is life, but it sure doesn't feel I don't feel alive. I'm walking around aimlessly. Anybody felt like some of those days during the quarantine, like I'm just walking around in the same little square in my living room, but I'm not really, I'm alive, but I'm not really living. Because somewhere along the way, I lost my heart. Did you know you can't live without a heart? I mean, how many of you know what it's like to be really excited about something such as, might get into some people's business this morning, a diet, okay, or an eating plan or an exercise plan, and you are like, I am, so, I am gonna do this. I am so excited. I can't wait to eat salads every day. I can't wait to eat, you know, that chicken breast and broccoli. Like, I am super juiced. I am gonna do this. I'm gonna be skinny by the summer, okay? I'm gonna be skinny by summer. I'm gonna be able to wear that bikini and not be embarrassed, I'm going to do this, okay? How many of you started the year off? Let's just go there. 2021, like every January, I'm, I'm going to admit and be honest with you, I have the exact same goal every year, top of my list. I am going to lose weight and I am going to be healthy. I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. Today is February 21st. Are you still as excited as you were on January 1st, 2021? It's probably because somewhere along the way of eating the same salad every single day. Oh, I got to work out every day? Like, or at least, you know, four or five times a week? Like, I'm tired. Somewhere along the way, we lost our steam. We lost our passion for what we were about to do. We lost our heart. I have said it before. My heart is just not in it. I remember telling Kaya one day, because she was Coach Kaya, you know, about I signed up for this challenge, and I finally, after a few weeks in, was like, my heart is just not in this. I'm done. I, now, don't get me wrong. I've done challenges before, and I committed to it, and I could do it, but this particular one, for some reason, my heart was no longer in it, you know? And some of us are thinking, yeah, my heart is no longer in distance learning. My heart is no longer in staying home all the time. Some of us had to bust out and come to church this morning because our heart was just not in staying home. Sometimes we're waiting something. We've prayed for something. We've received a promise from God about something. We're fully excited, fully expectant that he is going to answer our prayers, that he is going to fulfill this promise that he made to me. And then a day goes by, and then a week goes by, and then a month goes by, and then a year goes by, and maybe 10 years goes by. Maybe 20 years goes by. Are we still 
sitting with the same expectation and anticipation, or did we, somewhere along the line, was our heart just not in it anymore? And it makes it harder. Proverbs 13, verse 12. I know this scripture all too well. Let me get a drink. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. And a lot of us admitted that we're weary this morning and we're walking around like the tin man from the Wizard of Oz without a heart, heartless. And sometimes we're not even aware that we lost it. Like you might be sitting here in this moment and this might be like a fresh revelation to you. Like, yeah, yeah. My heart is not in it anymore. What happened? Because we're still going through the motions. We still get up every morning. We still feed our kids every day, dress our kids, do schooling with our kids. Uh, We still go to a job or do our work from home. We're still even coming to church maybe. Maybe we're still even praying. Maybe we're still serving. We're going through the motions, but our heart is just not in it. I was still going to the gym, but man, my heart was not in it. And it's hard to hang on for too long when your heart is sick, when you're disappointed, when you lose your heart. And the truth is, like, we're sitting here this morning like, yeah, I lost it. I don't know where. But I'm kind of too tired to go back and look for it right now. Like I said, we got a lot of Christians out here, maybe even in this room, are watching this morning that we're alive, but we're not really living. I'm right there with you. Sometimes life is redundant and monotonous and hard and difficult, and it's easy to be tempted. But the truth is we don't have the luxury. If you want to reap that harvest, if you want that skinny summer body, like we don't have the luxury to lose heart and grow weary and quit. Maybe your goal is something else. Maybe you're, you know, it's something else. If you want to reap the harvest that's been promised to you, you got to do your part. We don't have the luxury to lose our heart. Like, we got to go back and find it, guys. But I'm tired. Don't be heartless. Like, God wants you to reap the harvest. Just as much, if not more, than you want it. But if you don't know how, you're going to go back and find your heart. Like, if you're just not motivated this morning, if you're just tired, you're wondering, how can I possibly do that? I'm really glad to tell you that you are in the right place this morning. We're going to let God, God, his word, encourage us today and motivate us and challenge us today. And not just that, we're going to learn how to not be heartless. Psalms 27. I'm so glad we sang this song this morning because it reminded me of this verse so much. Psalms 27, verses 13 and 14. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We all know one day we're going to go to heaven and we're going to see the goodness, amazingness of the Lord. But I would have fainted or lost heart in this life 
had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, here, while I'm on this earth, wait on the Lord, be of good cheer, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Listen, there's gonna be a lot of times in this life, and you know it because this is not the first time that you've been tempted to lose heart. And this is not gonna be the last time on this journey that you're gonna be tempted to lose heart, just like Dorothy walking down the yellow brick road, okay? There were lots of times when she was worried that she wouldn't get back home, that she wasn't gonna get to the wizard. Okay, we're not going to a wizard, we're going to, when it's not the almighty Oz, it's the almighty God that we're going to, okay? And there's no yellow brick road. We're all going to the same place, the same destination, but we may be on different paths to get there. And I don't mean there's different ways to get to heaven, okay? This is not Oprah Winfrey this morning. This is Pastor Jenny of the Building Christian Fellowship, but I'm telling you, there's only one way, okay? It's through Jesus, but our paths might look a little different along the way. That's why it's really important that we're not looking at what somebody else is going through or what their season looks like right now because it might be your winter, but it might be their summer, okay? Not everybody had a bad 2020. I just want to break it down. There was a lot of people that did, but they're not everybody did. Amen, Jackie? Girl bought a house in 2020. Okay, she had a great year. But listen, that's why it's so important that we're not looking and worried about what other path somebody else is on. Just stay focused on your own. And I'm getting ahead of myself this morning. It's going to be tempting to lose heart and grow weary because the days get long, like we talked about. And sometimes it looks like things get worse before they get better. But we're not moved by what we see. We walk by faith, okay? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. When you're tempted to lose heart, I want you to think about Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And it says this in the New Living Translation. It says, guard your heart above all else. We're so worried and focused on all the things that are happening around us, and before we know it, our heart's escaping, but we're supposed to guard that heart, for it determines the course of your life. Guard. This is what it means. I love this. To watch over someone to prevent them from escaping. Are you watching over your heart to make sure that it doesn't escape you? And listen, it doesn't say God will guard your heart for you. It's up to us to guard our own hearts and prevent it from escaping because it's going to affect our entire lives. You can't let your heart get away. You've got to prevent it from escaping. Don't lose heart. Don't be heartless. Walking around alive but not really living. And it's our job. And he wouldn't tell you to do something that you can't do. Listen, he knew you were going to... If anybody knows what discouragement is like, it's Jesus. He knew you were going to be discouraged. He knew you were going to get tired of waiting. He knew all the things that were going to happen before they happened. And he still said, you can do this. You can guard your heart. And it's so important that he said, guard your heart above all else. Above all else. You're like, as long as I'm still doing the stuff, isn't that enough? Like, my heart doesn't really have to be in it. I can just go through the motions. I'm still doing good, aren't I? 
The reality is the longer that you let your heart escape and the farther away that you let it go, you're not going to be able to go through the motions much longer after that. So if you're here this morning and you're feeling a little heartless, we're going to encourage you this morning. We're going to give you some practical ways to not lose heart, okay? We're going to go through four ways. Write it down. You're going to need this later, okay? Don't just think you can sit in here this morning. I got it. I'm good. And then tomorrow when something comes up, you're like, wait, what was it I needed to do? Remember, you're responsible to guard your heart. Don't call up Pastor Jenny tomorrow and ask, what was that again? No, this is, you're a big girl, a big boy. Like I tell Imani all the time, you're a big girl. You can do this, okay? We can do this, all right? We together can do this. Four ways to not lose heart. Number one, stop comparing yourselves with others. One of the quickest ways to get discouraged is by comparing your journey with someone else's. And I realize this is easier said than done sometimes. I spent 20 years dealing with infertility and not being able to have a child while I watched other women like practically just sneeze and they could get pregnant. It was fertile myrtles walking around all around me. It was hard not to compare like, they just got married and she's already pregnant. You know, it's like, they tried once and they're, boom. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, twins, great, that's great. Triplets, wow, good for you. What about me? I'm 30, God. I'm 35. I'm 40. Ah! You know, it's easy to get discouraged when you're comparing your journey with someone else. But see, God's timing is so perfect. Sometimes we just don't recognize it until after it's done. And the timing of God, I won't get into details, was so perfect. And Imani was meant to be a Davis, to be with us at this moment in time in history. And I'm fully confident of that. But if I'd been too caught up in what was happening in other people's lives and comparing my journey, my journey, maybe I would have given up. Comparison, we all know this saying, comparison is the thief of joy. And if you don't have any joy, you're going to lose heart real quick. Hold on to your joy. Number two, watch what you say. This is a big one. Because we're all guilty, you know, sometimes of masking our complaints and our doubts in humor and sarcasm. But the reality is, is that there is power in what we say. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. It's like I said earlier, God doesn't put anything in his word that isn't important. Like we think it's no big deal to flippantly say things like, I'll just tell on myself a little bit lately, I've been saying, I've had this trouble with saying, I'm getting old. I feel old. And I remember clearly the Lord rebuking me when I would say those things. I just wasn't comfortable letting those things out of my mouth, but I was kind of regularly starting to say it because it kind of happens when you hit middle age, you start feeling it a little bit. But the truth is, God gave me the word to, to replace that with, instead of saying I'm getting old, I've been saying lately, God is restoring my youth. God is restoring my youth. And we think it's a little thing. Oh, you're denying the fact that you're getting older. Yeah, we're all getting older. But I was saying it in such a way because years ago, I had this fear, this all-consuming fear, because I told you when I was 32 years old, I had to have 
I was diagnosed with a heart condition and have had to have three heart procedures since then. And at a young age, I remember thinking and fearing I'm going to die young. So every time I would say I'm getting old, it would reinforce that old fear in me that I'm going to die young. And I had to change that. We need to change some things. This is the way I'm guarding my heart from fear. This is the way I'm guarding my heart. I know that I have power in my words, and God is restoring my youth. Pastor John, he is restoring your youth. I had to start saying things. I'm going to live and not die, and I will declare the works of the Lord. What you say has power. You know, I didn't realize I was losing heart. I was, I was saying things like, I, I feel old. All right. So how are we going to um, not lose heart? We're going to stop comparing ourselves with others. We're going to watch what we say. And number three, we're going to surround ourselves with true friends. I'm not talking about social media friends, okay? I'm so tired of the word friend being thrown around so flippantly. Like someone that can see your news feed or your pictures or the things that you post, like because they can see that because you've allowed it, automatically they're a friend. But you've never, some of them you've never even met in your entire life. Many of them probably. It's like, you got 3,000 social media friends. Well, good for you. But they're not really your friends. It would be impossible to have a friendship with 3,000 people or 300 people because friendship requires relationship. And looking at what someone posts on social media on a regular basis does not make you friends with them. Or them looking at what you put out makes them friends with you. Like, that's not a friendship. That's not a relationship. We need to surround ourselves with true friends. Proverbs 27, 9. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. You go up three more verses. It says Proverbs in Proverbs 27, verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Those are real friends that we're talking about. Do you remember Job? Remember everything he went through? Remember his friends? Remember all the encouraging? Wait, no, they weren't encouraging him. They were discouraging a person that was already discouraged enough by his circumstances, and he had to get rid of those friends. It might be time to go through your friends list, you guys. And do some deleting. We need true friends that when they speak to us, it's like sweet perfume. And that they're willing to wound us with the truth and then come in and heal us with love. Otherwise, we might lose heart along the way if we have some of those Job-like friends. Curse God and die. Just, wow, what good friends. Number four, our final one tonight or today is stay connected to God. Duh. Like that probably should have been number one. Stay connected to God. I mean, we're all in church this morning. We don't need to be reminded to stay connected to God. Remember, you can still go through the motions and not really be connected. We need to stay connected to God. The moment that we take our eyes off of Jesus, the minute that we let go, man, that anchor that was holding us, that anchor called hope, immediately starts to 
lift up, and we start drifting away. And that's a dangerous place to be because you're definitely going to lose heart. But man, if you stay connected to Jesus, he's he's not going to let go of you, okay? Don't let go of him. Don't lose heart when things get tough. And the way we're going to do that is to hold on, stay connected to Jesus, John 15, verses 5 through 7. I'm going to read it. It might be in the New King James up there. I'm going to read it in the NLT. It says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. He's the vine. We're connected to him. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce fruit, much fruit. Sounds like a harvest. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I mean, do we go through our lives really thinking that? Sometimes we can put a lot of confidence in what we can do and what we know. And the reality is, somewhere along the line, you feel, you start depending on yourself and you become disconnected from the vine. And before you know it, you're not producing any more fruit. You're not reaping that harvest. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. We're only gonna reap a harvest, guys, if we don't give up. You know, and some people's sowing season, this is where we can't compare ourselves with other people. Some people's sowing season lasts a week. Some, it might be a month. Some, it might be a year. Some, it might be 10 years, like we said. Your season might be 20 years of sowing. And if we're too busy pouting because somebody else got it faster, we're going to lose out on our harvest. We're going to become disconnected from the vine, resenting the vine and trying to do it in our own strength. Losing heart along the way and we just become weary and we become like one of those branches that just dries out and the only thing that you can do with that is burn it up. I don't want my harvest to go up in smoke. Like, have we not come too far to quit now? I know life has been difficult. I know there's been hard times. But man, you have come this far, way too far to just go this far. There's a harvest waiting for you, but don't be weary in well-doing and lose heart. Because if you don't do those things, you're going to reap the harvest. You just have to not give up. I remember Tira preaching the most profound message or teaching us on a Tuesday night, just keep going. Just keep going. Hold on to your heart. Stay connected. Stop comparing yourself with others. Do all the things. Don't give up. In closing this morning, I want to go back to what it says in Psalms chapter 27, 13. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I don't want verse 13 to be outdone by verse 14. It says, wait. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. I love that he said wait twice. (laughs) 
We're going to be needing to remember and be reminded several times, just wait. And what do we parents say to our kids? You know, waiting is not just waiting. Waiting is waiting with a good attitude. Patience is waiting with a good attitude. That's why he said, be of good courage. If you don't want to become heartless, I'm going to need you to believe that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to need you to wait. And that doesn't mean, waiting doesn't mean sitting around and doing nothing. When we think of a waiter or a waitress, are they just sitting around doing nothing? No, they're serving. Like some of us have lost heart because we stopped serving. We're not just supposed to sit around and wait. Not that kind of wait. And not only that, he said, I'm going to need you to be of good courage. I'm going to need you to have a good attitude. I don't know about you, but for me, I have fun giving a tip to the waiter or the waitress. And especially when they have a good attitude while they're serving, I'm highly motivated to give them a better tip. Listen. I know all of this sounds great. And some of us might even leave this room like we did, you know, started out at the beginning on January 1st, super excited about that diet we were going to do. And we might leave here with this word and be like super excited. Yeah, I know how to do this now. I know how to, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. You know, we can be weary of a lot of things, but we can't be weary in in, in well-doing. I know it's easier said than done because then, when the kid has the meltdown tomorrow as you start your distance learning with them, and you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> My heart is not in this anymore. I pray that these words, that you think of yourself like the Tin Man, it's like, okay, I just gotta get, not to the great Oz, but to the great God, okay? I just need to stay connected to him, and he's gonna strengthen my heart, it says. But I'm going to guard it. I'm not going to let my, my, my heart escape just because this is frustrating me right now or just because this is difficult right now, okay? I know we started off last year talking about hope, but, you know, the message hasn't changed, okay? We're still supposed to stay in hope, even though maybe your circumstances are exactly the same in February 21st, 2021, as they were on February 21st, 2020, Even if nothing has changed, the message also has not changed. It's our responsibility to keep our hope tank full. Guard your heart. Don't let it escape. And the great thing is that we're not alone in this. The grace of God wants to take partnership with you. I love this. Grace is released in our lives when we obey God. Grace is the byproduct of obedience. When we do what he says, it's amazing how grace is just there to meet us. We're not doing this on our own. See, that's what makes us different from the world. That's the difference between willpower and people who get out there to do those things in their own strength and then peter out later. See, we have the grace of God that kind of makes things almost easy at times. You, you look at it like, why was this so hard before? Well, because your heart wasn't in it. You weren't partnered with the grace of God. But today, from this moment forward, we're going to say, no, I'm going to partner with God in this. Come to me, all of you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
And rest doesn't just look like sleeping. Like he gives you, there's like a rest, there's an ease in, in doing life. And all the things that were difficult and hard and frustrating, and all of a sudden there's this ease that comes along with you. That's the partnership of God's grace. Don't lose heart. It kind of looks like grace. The grace of God is poured out all over us, and it empowers us to do good. You want to not be weary in well-doing? Well, partner up with grace. Don't lose heart. Don't be heartless. And you know, I was thinking when I was ending this, uh, putting this message together, I was saying, you know, hey, I know some of you are this morning are just now recognizing that you lost heart. You lost your heart somewhere along the way on the journey. And I was going to encourage you to go back and find it. But here's the great thing. (laughs) You don't have to go back and try to find where you lost it. All you've got to do, I mean, for lack of a better Examples, get on that yellow brick, road, yellow brick road and follow it to the presence of the Almighty God. Worship is our vehicle that takes us right to the presence of God. Just get up in the morning. I admit, lately, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes to my mind, okay, I know I have the title of pastor in front of my name, but I don't feel like saying, good morning, Lord. I don't feel like saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, good. Okay, I'm not the only one. All right. Like, that may not be how I feel, but that might be the words that come out of my mouth anyway. Because feelings follow behaviors. So often we think, I got to feel it before I can do it. No, you got to do it and the feelings will follow. Stop waiting to feel motivated to do it. Do it, and the grace of God will be there, right there to meet you. And then that's when the ease comes, but we got to do something. Yes, we got to show up. We got to show up every single day. We got to be determined. We got to have our, you know, security uniform on, whatever it takes to be like, I am guarding this heart today. I am not letting you out of my sight, heart. And then the minute that, you know, something frustrating happens and he wants to like, I'm out of here. You're like, nah, no, get back here. I'm just going to worship God. I'm going to connect with him. Oh, but look, see over here? She has mastered the distance learning thing with her kids. Do you see how good they're doing? No, uh-uh. I'm on my journey. Okay, I'm not going to look at what's going on over there. Guard your heart with all diligence, one of the versions says. With all diligence, it's going to take some work. I know, you're like, okay, everything takes work these days. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. I mean, it's going to take some work, but man, I would rather start the work and let the grace of God flood in and help me with it than to try to keep working on my own, in my own strength, in my own wisdom, trying to figure it all out myself because I'm smart. I'm a hard worker. I can do this. No, I need Jesus. More than the air that I breathe, I need Jesus. More than my next heartbeat, I need Jesus. I am nothing without him. I'm just the branch. He's the vine. My life comes from him, not the other way around. 
And the way I stay connected is to worship him, to get in his presence. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship him this morning. God, thank you so much for being such a good God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. God, thank you for your presence, God. We're to completely reliant and dependent upon you, God. Apart from you, we can do nothing, Lord. And we just thank you for invading. God, I just pray right now over every person in this room, every person at the sound of my voice that's watching this morning, God, I just pray your grace would flood them, overflow out of them today, God. God, help us to get to where you are, God, so that we can continue to to keep moving forward and not grow weary in doing well, God. We just thank you this morning, God. I pray over every person in this room that you would bring to their remembrance, God, the next moment that they're tempted to be frustrated and give up, the next moment, God, that they're tempted to lose heart, God, that they would be reminded of the truth of your word, God. And we just thank you, God. You're such a faithful God. Hallelujah. And this morning, Lord, there may be those of us that are watching, there may be those of us in this room, God, that we've walked away from our relationship, our relationship with you entirely. Or maybe, God, we've never known what it's like to start a relationship with you, God. And we just pray this morning, God, that you would come into our hearts. If that's you this morning, just pray with us, God, if you you would come into our hearts and make us new. God, we thank you. We thank you for your blood that was shed. We thank you, Lord, for the finished work of the cross. And God, this morning, we invite you to come into our hearts, Lord, to make us new. God, we don't want to leave this place hopeless, God, but fill us with hope. God, we thank you for our new life in you. God, that our life is not connected to the things of this world, but Lord, we want to be that branch that is connected to the vine, the true life, God. Change our hearts, God. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Forgive us of the times that we doubted you, God. Help us to walk in faith and not by sight, God. We just thank you for new life this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.